0: Hello
1: there. Don't have a good day. Have a great day.
0: Talk to me, Goose.
1: Wrestling. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Why, so, so, so. I could do this all day.
0: Are you watching closely? Welcome everybody to the One-Ed Film Podcast. I'm your host Seth Mossberg and today we got little brother Luke with us today and we're gonna be talking about Jojo Rabbit. How are you doing Luke? Good. That's good. So Jojo Rabbit is one of those movies that doesn't necessarily rank high on a lot of people's lists. It's not really a standout movie. It is a decent movie and I, I really enjoyed it but it's a little odd. I'll admit that we are covering this so early in our you know movie discussion with as young as our podcast is. It does stand out as strong in its themes and also how it was created and how you can take something very serious and make it very satirical. And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about how this movie approached a very gruesome time in our world's history and also just was it too insensitive? Was it too direct in some some ways? I know you have some thoughts on it, Luke, and I'm excited to hear about it. Generally, what do you think of the movie and what would you tell others to prepare if they haven't watched it yet?
1: Well, I think it's just a really great movie. Taika Waititi has had, I'd say, hit or miss movies in the past. But this one, I think, as you said, is it stands out because he does a very good job handling the very deep scenes of World War II while also bringing some fun. And I had a few hearty laughs during some of the fun points. What, the, what really stood out to me, some of the things that really stood out to me were the friendship between Yorkie and Jojo and the imaginary friend of Hitler between Jojo. I think mostly between Jojo and Yorkie, they're so wholesome, even during the dark period that they are and being a part of the Hitler youth. They still stand out because they're both outcasts. And I think the name of the movie also really stands out of Jojo Rabbit because they make some really strong themes about what a rabbit does. I don't remember who said it, but it's the rabbit provides for his family. He is humble, smart, and strong. So be the rabbit. And I think that's a really good point to make is that it is something we need to be is to be the providers and strong in difficult times. And I think that's just a really important part of this movie that it's, It's in the name. So I think it's something we really need to pay attention to while watching this movie. Mm -hmm.
0: It was directly addressed earlier on when it was kind of literally talking about a rabbit and they were teasing him about being a rabbit, but then it got flipped on its head and, you know, be the rabbit. little on the nose, but I think it definitely worked and the message got across. And then, like I said, it addressed it right away. And then throughout the movie, it indirectly addressed it as Jojo works it out and is the rabbit, if you want to use that terminology. But you're talking about the the friendship between Yorkie and Jojo, and that was a very special thing to watch. They were, they're very funny together, but also it's was almost gross. <laughs> not that, that friendship, but at the beginning when we were watching the actual clips of Hitler Youth and how they were just being indoctrinated and brainwashed, and it was scary to know that that happened. Thousands, if not millions of kids in that era, and we See that through Jojo and Yorkie as they're being brainwashed to believe that this is the right way. And it is a very scary thing when you relate it to something like what's happening in today's world. And I don't want to get too political right here, but it is important who teaches our kids and what they're being fed outside of the household is very important. And you can kind of see this play out in Jojo's house. And eventually we realize Jojo's mom is not a supportive of the Nazis and is instead hiding jews and yet she can't say that she doesn't really have any power and jojo is now a a hitler youth and so she can't really do anything about that and that that kind of (laughs) sucks but it is important like know what is being taught to your kids both let's say at school if you're a parent listening to this or just consuming in media that's partly why this podcast exists is to teach people how to watch with discernment and to get something out of it more than just what the movie directly wants you to get out of it you know what i mean So the movie is obviously supposed to be a comedy. It's supposed to make you laugh, which is very weird considering it's a movie about Nazis and the terrible things they did. But I noticed a a turning in the tone of the movie when the Gestapo arrive at Jojo's house. And it becomes as, as silly as they kept making it to be with their Heil Hitlers to each other. And that was supposed to be funny because they couldn't stop doing it. It got very serious pretty quickly that scene specifically. You could you could definitely feel the tension with Elsa really pretending and putting on a show and having to lie to these Nazis to protect herself. You could really feel that the how frustrated she was and Jojo even feeling sorry for her that she had to lie. Like he knew that she was doing this to save her own skin and he there was nothing he could do about it. And that Specifically, that scene kind of made a shift in the movie, especially considering what comes a couple minutes later, which we'll talk about in a second. But it was a weird scene, and we're going to talk about satire and war here in a bit. But again, the way they took something very serious and kept it lighthearted and satirical is interesting, and I think they did it well. I can't say that for sure, but it brought a lot of weight to the scene as well as humor, which is a very weird combination. But I think the reason they did it, the reason I would say they did it well is because. I felt both dread and humor.
1: Yeah, and I think that's another thing that is really, really great about this movie and just about Taika Waititi's personality in general is he was having fun with it, but he also knew when to be serious. And I think that is one of the scenes that it best brings it out is because they come in and they're doing all their Heil Hitlers to each other and it's supposed to be funny, but also serious at the same time because you know, oh, they might find Elsa and... Jojo and his mom are gonna die. So I think that's what is so great about the scene is it kinda embodies the vibe of the whole movie of oh, there's really funny parts, they're poking fun at this, but also they know when to take it seriously and when to just stop with the comedy and show it outright of what it was and the tragedies that were occurred during the war and the terrible things that were done.
0: And leaning into that, the not the very next scene, but a scene close to follow was the heart-wrenching scene where Jojo finds his mom. I had known this twist from a film class that I took, and that made me want to watch the movie, but it was still so sudden. It was supposed to be a very light-hearted scene, at least when it opened. Jojo's walking around, he's buying stuff, he's looking at the butterfly, and then he stands up. And the way the shoes were basically a MacGuffin for the movie, and there was so much attention put into the shoes in the first half of the movie, both Jojo's shoes and then slowly kind of transitioning to show her shoes more often, that it were they were so iconic, you immediately knew what had happened. And this is a scene where they use satire and humor against the backdrop of a terrible thing that happened, you know, the execution of the Jew sympathizers, that it hits you so hard because you are expecting at least a lighthearted scene, not necessarily a funny scene, but it set it up to be just the the way Jojo was seeing the morning and being easygoing and all that. And suddenly on a dime, his whole life changes and you feel the weight of it because those two clash so intensely. Whereas with the last scene with the Gestapo, they kind of work together. You still, like I said, you feel the tension and you feel the humor. But in this one, they just clash and it makes you feel a different feeling than the scene before, where they meld together. I I, I think it was done beautifully. It was a very, very difficult scene to watch. But this is, the that one, again, used satire and humor for intensity and meaning in that scene, you know?
1: And going back a little bit earlier in the movie, there's a scene where Jojo is with his mom, and they're in a town square, and in the town square there's a big gallows with several people on it, and it is his mom forces him to look at it, and he's like, what did they do? And she says, what they could. And I think really helps with the buildup of how serious this was. Of that she was showing him, not directly, but showing him, this is what happens when you try to help. And so when he meets, what's her name, Elsa. And he doesn't really realize what's going on until that scene where he finds his mom there. And I think it hits him. And it's the concept of like the coming of age stories, where I think this is a pivotal moment in Jojo's story, where he's like, oh, I need to, need to step up here. And I think it's after that where his imaginary Hitler friend is like, you're ten, Jojo, start acting like it. And I think his mom says it says it earlier, where she's like, like you've grown up too fast or something. You're you're too much of a man or whatever. And I think that's a pivotal in the story where he realizes that he has to carry on what his mother started with Elsa and help keep her safe even after his mom is gone
0: mm-hmm. and also at that point he had developed a good friendship with her so he wasn't about to let just let her go really quick back to Yorkie he is as much as the entire movie is funny and humorous he is the one who's the comedic relief him and the imaginary friend Hitler but all of Yorkie's scenes just make you laugh out loud the the rocket launcher gag is still one of my favorites where he waves at jojo and and blows up a building that uh, that still gets me every time i had to watch it a couple times cuz it was just so funny but he, his one liners his his silly quips and also his naivety like he doesn't fully realize, or he does fully realize, is actually the point, that he might not be on the right side, and yet he's okay with that. It's a childlike innocence that is taken to the extreme and exaggerated, where he's just okay with being a German Nazi, and he's just walking around, he's like, you know, I got a gun, I got got explosives, you know. I even thought that he died at the end in the war, but He's, he's fine. He's like the little ragdoll that's just there and always, you know, bouncing off things and whatever.
1: Well, and the thing is, that's where they, again, bring satire and comedy, is because if you look at Yorkie, he is a short, fat, brown-haired <laughs> little kid, which is the complete opposite of what the Nazi movement was, because they <laughs> so- were all about peak fitness, blonde hair, blue-eyed, and yet you look at Yorkie and he's the complete opposite of that, and that's just another place where they poke fun at, like, this isn't, we're just, we're just having fun, it's just satire, and it's hilarious to see him, see Yorkie, again, the comedic relief, and they do the same thing with Hitler, because with Wachiti plays Hitler, and yet, he doesn't take it seriously. He's not the Hitler. He doesn't look like Hitler. You know it's not Hitler. So that's another place where they poke fun at the fact that he, he's... It's not a serious reenactment of history. They're just satire.
0: Yeah, the Hitler character is almost... I thought of this halfway through. He's almost Calvin and Hobbes style of imaginary friend where he he's just only in Jojo's mind kind of can affect the real world but also can't. It's It's got that Calvin and Hobbes vibe. You mentioned Taika Waititi has had his hit or miss movies and I would definitely agree with that. I believe that he really botched the Thor movies. Ragnarok was funny but it was counter-character of Thor and then Thor Love and Thunder really didn't do anything and actually brought the character backwards from what he was in Thor 1 and 2. I I don't think Taika Waititi was good for the MCU, but movies like Jojo Rabbit actually show what he's capable of. When he's put in the right genre, it works and he can do wonders. I don't think he has a place in the MCU. I really was disappointed with those movies that he was in charge of, but the, the ones where he has an actual outlet to make a funny movie in his style actually hit home. But I want to talk now about the entire premise of the movie, and it's a light-hearted view on Nazi-run Germany in 1945. It's a very touchy subject, to say the least. There were terrible things that happened that we can't even begin to describe, and there are movies that cover it. Movies like Schindler's List portrayed the horrors of war really well. That's their purpose, is to try and you know, give you that reaction, kind of what Deacon and I were talking about in the horror movie episode, where if you don't see it in real life, you know, I mean, on the big screen, you're not going to have the same emotional impact. You can read about it in history, you can go to the Holocaust Museum in DC, and it still won't impact you the same as seeing it for real. So you have those movies that do it well and do it justice, in, a, in, the worst, in the worst way possible, but also in the best way possible. So you see and feel the weight of it and the emotion of what actually happened or could have happened if it's historical fiction. But then you have this other style, which is Jojo Rabbit, where it was very satirical. And I didn't know how to approach this at first because most people would watch that movie and possibly feel as though it was making fun of all that happened. But when you analyze it, you realize that everything that was funny was funny in its place and anything that was serious was serious when it needed to be like it was very serious when Jojo's mom was was found dead and the the scene that actually gave me the most confusion was the war scene at the end where you saw a lot it was it was kind of silly and funny to be that sort of comical slapstick humor of war because you have like Captain K there in his uniform that he was talking about where he is you know looking like Napoleon just waving in the wind all that and then you cut to people being gunned down by a machine gun that gave me very mixed feelings but i think it was all for the best because what it want what the movie wants you to do is to not dwell on those things for too long they want you to still laugh and almost be in tears but smiling does that make sense it it wants you to realize that everything that happened in that period was not easy to live through and it was very difficult to live in Germany and to even fight like that and and yet they keep you smiling and everything in the movie lighthearted so that you don't lose heart. Like you could come out of a movie like Schindler's List and really just be down and be sad about what happened but with Jojo Rabbit, you, you remember all those funny things that happened but also then remember all the things that really happened and were emotional, you know?
1: Yeah, and having a movie like this can be a very touchy subject with a lot of people because if you don't portray it right, then it can be bad. Or if it comes off as a joke. Yeah, which I think was another great thing that this movie is they didn't... Much of a joke of the seriousness of what happened because it was a very serious time. A lot of really terrible things happened and there were a lot of bad people, but also... It's a good learning experience of, oh yeah, that person's really bad. Let's hope nobody else tries that. Because then they show it in a funny way, but also in a serious way. Then people will still see, oh yeah, Hitler was a really terrible dude. We don't like people like that. And you really have to be, psychopath if you like hitler and what he did (laughs) i'm
0: laughing i'm laughing because you're you're right and i think another way the satire played into this movie is how they portrayed hitler and how his how ridiculous and bonkers his ideas were and yes they were gruesome and terrible and would never want anyone to have to experience that ever again but to laugh at him in that way that he's ridiculous even if he's the imaginary character that Jojo has in his head he still makes jokes that would have been true but you laugh at it because one it's a funny movie and two it's so stupid what he was thinking what his what his what his deranged mind was thinking back then and you 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 feel almost a freedom to laugh at him and even if you guys didn't know pg-13 movies are usually allowed one f-bomb and to keep it PG-13. And they use their 1F bomb on on Hitler and I think that was intentional to be very anti <laughs> you know to get their point across like that's that's what it was targeted at was to be against Hitler now I don't want to get into the whole topic of could Hitler have been saved we shouldn't hate him that's not my place and not the place I want to take this discussion but if you if you want to have that discussion I would encourage you to find somebody who who's willing to have that conversation with you and and maybe say should we even use Hitler as a scapegoat for the worst man possible, we we either use Hitler or we use the Apostle Paul. Went back when he was Saul, that no one no one could be saved. But then Saul was turned into Paul, and then and then Hitler happened, and so now we use him as our scapegoat. Like you can have that conversation. I I think it's a very interesting conversation. I don't want to get into it right now, but it is something worth thinking about if you ever happen to have that conversation with someone. My point is that none of us are too far gone, and I'm going to leave it at that.
1: Yeah, and it's it's the fact that. He was a terrible person, and he's someone who can be made fun of from World War Two because he was a lunatic, and there's a scene, and he had very expensive tastes, and they poked fun at that where there's a scene where he's eating a unicorn. <laughs> and then, and that's, that's the place where they're poking fun because you see in movies like Indiana Jones where he's hunting for big historical and biblical treasures to get his hands on so that he could hold it over everybody and i think that's another point where they poke fun at him and it's a place where they can because most people in their right minds agree he was a terrible person he did terrible things and nothing he did was good And i think that's someone who can be made fun of
0: yeah the the whole premise of the movie is assuming that people know hitler is the bad guy if this movie was shown to somebody who just was somehow unaware of that, it would be a pretty weird movie for that person to, to consume. But it all rides off the fact that Hitler was one of the most evil men to live and did incredibly evil things, especially against God's chosen people, the Jews. This movie took something that was a very serious topic and was able to still show the intensity and the weight of it while keeping it enjoyable and fun to watch while also not being disrespectful. I think it nailed it in all those areas. It is, for those of you who haven't watched it and are just listening to support the podcast, first of all, thank you, but also be be wary watching this. It can be heavy at times, it can be vulgar at times, but I really enjoyed this movie and I think... It has a lot that we can learn from it, I suppose. And maybe give it a watch if you haven't already.
1: I think we need to talk about Captain Plenzendorf. (laughs) Because I think he was... Yeah, he was comic relief, but also I think he is one of the most influential characters in this movie Hmm. even though he is a smaller character but has very many influential roles Hmm. so first of all when they have the hitler youth training camp and jojo blows himself up with a hand grenade Then Captain K is demoted and he then meets again with Jojo so that they can do meaningless tasks around the city. But then his pivotal role comes in in the Gestapo scene where Captain K shows up and takes Elsa's papers and he lies to the Gestapo for them. And it shows that he really cares for Jojo, and he does have a heart. And in the war scene, he again is the comic relief. But when Jojo is arrested with all the other Nazis, Captain K ends up giving his life to keep Jojo safe and get him out of there. And it's it's a very it's a very sad scene, but it also shows a really good point of sacrificial love that Captain K was willing to help because he he knew it was the least he could do and i think he's a really special character in this movie
0: yeah the captain k's death was actually also another really difficult scene to watch i think from that we can get that any meaningful character's death was handled with a with an air of loss and sympathy towards that character for sure they didn't make light of death he was a very important character, I definitely agree. He, he he drove parts of the story forward and kept JoJo safe. That's that's honestly the gist of it, and it was very sweet. Even though he was a comedy relief character, he really was very caring, and that was meaningful to the entirety
1: of the movie. I mean, the quote at the end of the movie is pretty good. Oh, from Helke? Okay? have it written down here. Let everything happen to you, beauty and terror, and just keep going, no feeling is final. Mm-hmm. And I think... This is a really great way to end the movie because it really is an embodiment of scripture where it's the whole fact of there will be trials and tribulations, but God tells us to have joy wherever we are, in any situation, whether we are rich and happy or we're poor and sad. He's always there and there is a better end. There's always going to be a better end. And yeah, no fear in, this. in the end, we will have joy and he promises us that and I think that's another big thing with Jojo's mom is she knew what she was doing was right and ended up dying for it and there's always that kind of figure in most movies of like the hero of the story that ends up dying and I don't want to be the person who tries to pull a Jesus character from every movie but I think everybody likes those characters because it's in our human nature like them do you get know what i'm
0: saying yeah it resonates with us and it was almost an inception level of references where obviously the movie was referencing helke and helke was referencing possibly something a, a very biblical theme like you said and again maybe he didn't pull it directly from the bible but the theme still stands and it's reflected in the character's motivation in the story and their actions it, it definitely was a good way to wrap it all up at the end to, to give meaning to anything that had happened, good or bad, in the movie. Move forward with a positive attitude day by day, no matter what. Well, thank you, Luke, so much for talking with me today about Jojo Rabbit. It's always fun, especially to have family a part of this podcast, and I hope that you, listener, will share this with your friends, continue to help us grow our podcast. We've seen a big increase in numbers in listeners, and we really appreciate all that you've done sharing this on social media and all that follow our instagram where you can share it to others there we post our updates on when episodes are coming out over there as well as some short form content that you can also find on youtube and tiktok youtube has our full episodes so hi youtube viewers who are watching us you're not missing out on anything. There's no exclusive on YouTube or exclusive on Spotify. It's just another way to consume the podcast if you so choose. So follow us on all those areas. Join our Discord so we can have more discussion on this and maybe delve into some deeper topics on this this movie or on this season of our world history. If you so choose, we, we really want a strong community of Christian movie lovers who are able to talk about these difficult things. And so I hope you'll join us there. But with that said, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you all. Peace out. We'll um, be um.